Get ready to hit the ice with Nate and Ron on Vegas Rinkside Rundown, the podcast that turns the spotlight onto youth hockey in Las Vegas. Fellow hockey parents, ever struggle to find a bedtime story as exciting as a game-winning goal? Discover talltales.app. This isn't just about reading. It's about an adventure into a world where stories leap off the page. Join me, and let's turn bedtime into an unforgettable journey with talltales.app, where stories come to life, and the only limit is your imagination. Download now and start the adventure today. We have a very special guest joining us on Vegas Ringside Rundown, Coach Nick Brusa. Many of our listeners have played for Coach Nick, taken private lessons with him, attended one of his camps, maybe all three. Nick is passionate about hockey and enjoys helping others reach their goal. He believes in leading by example and coaching through a relationship-based approach with the athlete. Coach Nick Brusa has coached 20 players who were drafted in the NHL, 10 of whom signed NHL contracts. Coach Nick has a rich background as a player and coach. He played AAA hockey for the Chicago Fury, Tier 2 Canadian Junior Hockey in Brampton, Ontario, the OJHL, and attended College of Minnesota at St. Mary's, but unfortunately had to retire due to concussions. Transitioning to coaching, he spent one year in Suix City as assistant coach and two years with the Tri-City Storm as assistant coach. Both teams are in the USHL. He went on to coach youth hockey, spending two years with the Las Vegas Storm as head coach of the 14UAA and 12UB teams. He worked a year in USPHL, ACHA Division II, AAA in Chicago, and currently with the Lafayette Locomotives, 14U and 8U in Colorado. Coach Nick has received many prestigious awards, including the 2019 USHL Anderson Cup, the 2019 USHL Player of the Year Award, the 2019 USHL Hockey Player of the Year Award, the 2019 USHL Rookie of the Year Award, and the 2019 USHL Defenseman of the Year Award, 2019 USHL Goaltender of the Year Award. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Tell me a little bit more about those awards in 2019. Those awards were for the USHL. The league ends up giving those awards out at the end of the season. And I believe it's just a collection of a lot of votes from general managers and coaches that try and decide what players are kind of in the running for those type of awards. Okay, that's pretty awesome. And uh, we, we appreciate it, and welcome to the podcast, Coach. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. All right, so we're up. So can you elaborate on your relationship-based approach to coaching athletes? Yeah, I think for me it's important that we remember whenever we're coaching, we're not just coaching these players that just play hockey we're talking about these are actual people these are kids Um, they have stuff going on other than just what's right in front of them or maybe what you see so I think as a coach it's a little bit more than standing behind a bench or just running practice you're really dealing with a lot of interpersonal relationships and the dynamics of the room and how to really navigate those personalities so I think for me, uh, being a coach, you want to be a role model for young athletes. And these kids are just watching what you're doing all the time. They're seeing you in different situations, whether you're dealing with a player one-on-one or you're in a group setting. I think the players are really observing what type of person you are with 
when you're upset, when you're angry, um, when you're in a good mood, how consistent are you? And really, they don't have, I think, too many adults in their life to really model that behavior after. So having a relationship-based coaching, it's, it's really trying to build your culture for the team. And you're leading by example, meaning I'm going to treat you the way I would like to be treated, mm-hmm. and I would expect that from the rest of my group. So hopefully that translates into the game because, yeah, the guy inside the helmet, like, you got to have a big heart and you got to make a lot of decisions. It's not just pure uh, brute and strength and X's and O's. Absolutely. The question, um, did you get this from previous coaches? Like, are you emulating somebody? Totally. Yeah. I think just my time um, being spent around awesome, great coaches, coaches that are now um, in Division One or still in the USHL, and um, learning from those guys and just being around um, both the players and the coaches, they really change you as a person. I'm a real true believer of who you spend the majority of your time with. That's mm-hmm. really who you're going to become. And having the opportunity to work with those people and see what it's like being with them 24 7 because you're on the bus you're on the road the hotels they don't really they don't get a chance to kind of be somebody else they're them all the time and Mm -hmm. you get to see them at their highs and lows too so it really shows you you know a role model for yourself and the players are no exception to that there's some genuine awesome people who just being around i've learned a ton from about discipline work ethic so it's definitely a two-way process yeah it's good to see the kids and and you're able to you know let those kids know how you feel how you handle as a coach but also you know obviously you being a coach you you are a role model right and you're showing them you know what's right what's wrong and you're disciplining them too when it comes to discipline though with the kids What's that approach like? Like, Yeah, I think the kids want to be held accountable to yeah. a high standard because I think when you're holding a, a person to a higher standard, you have to have some belief in that person to begin with or else you wouldn't really have any expectations. So I think just that relationship alone is creating some sort of value that you know the things you do have meaning. And, yeah, it's, you kind of go back to that, that point. So, so building that that child or that young adult um, starts most foundation starts with like sleep nutrition yeah um, is there anything as far as nutrition goes that like sleep health good habits that you could share with some specific yeah strategies? Totally. I think it's a big part of the game because the habits you do off the ice are going to be a direct translation on the ice yeah. if you're doing a really good job taking care of your body taking care of what you um, input in your body, then you're probably going to get good results when it matters. Um, health is something I think that needs to be talked about a lot more with coaches and different role models mm-hmm. because there's just a lot of information out there and it shouldn't be a controversial statement to say that some of the things that kids and just people in general are being pushed to do with some of the food and mm-hmm. medication or anything like that, I think there's different ways. And I think it's important to give the kids another voice and to also to live by example and really believe in what you're saying. So having conviction behind that and doing the whole thing, trying to live healthy. Have you seen kids play drop when they're not committed to health? or It's just they don't get a chance to play because they're either always sick or injured. 
So if they're not taking care of their body with their food, usually it's really easy for them to pick up a virus or a bug, and that's mm -hmm. just less playing time, less practice time, less game time, less time around the team. And yeah. taking care of your body, too, like the food that you eat totally influences your inflammation in your body and just injuries alone like that. I know we haven't really gotten to stretching or just the daily routine of exercise, but yeah. Man, it plays a role when we're talking about longevity of a season and longevity of an athlete. Yeah. I want these players to continue into adulthood. Do you, with your current team that you're coaching now, is, is, do you guys talk or hit any of the nutrition? Do you have a nutritionist we, on the We team definitely do. I wish we did have a nutritionist, yeah. but I think I try and do my best to talk to them about what's good and what's bad. And, and not even that, just give them a chance to critically think for themselves and have a discussion where... We're all just kind of talking about what we're eating for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and making some adjustments. I think there's some things out there that have been really preached by the food industry and the agricultural industry about mm -hmm. protein and this and that. And for me, I'm a big glucose believer. I think fruits and sugars are actually the way to go because that's what lubricates your body and it's good for your brain. Okay. So I think there's some things that sure. definitely come out. So what's your number one fruit? Number one fruit is banana. <laughs> That's a foundation. It's potassium. It's really good for yeah. cramping. And whenever I'm making smoothies, I always get <laughs> banana. It's good texture. No, it is. It's great texture. Because uh, along, with, along with food, along with sleep, uh, is the mental health game, right? Yeah. What's, um, when it comes to mental health, though, especially, what are you considering for the pressures that face in competitive sports for these kids? Yeah, I think sports like hockey it doesn't matter it's the i think for me everything kind of changed for everybody including the kids after the 2020 season yeah i think there's still some trauma that needs to kind of be unraveled with that and for me i have to do a really really conscious job of making sure i do have that relationship-based coaching and kids know that they are cared for and that they have a team and, and a community because think when you're feeling like you have a purpose and you're in it for other people and you care more about others than yourself I think it kind of shifts that that mental block for some people and gets them to kind of come out of their shell but hockey is a great way to improve your health and improve your overall mood because I think not only are you spending the time with teammates and on the ice but you're getting that extra support for your health and all those little things like the integrity you have when no one's watching. I think it's good having that yeah. community behind you. Well, I mean, you're a big part of this community here. I know you've been to Arizona as well. Um, it's important to have somebody that has that knowledge and that understanding. But if you're seeing a kid struggle, and some of these kids, and, and trust me, I have one of those kids. Some of those kids, uh, not so much that he's getting, as they get older, right, they get through some of those hurdles. Yeah. But some of them struggle with their, you know, like, well, I'll use example of like, they didn't score today, sure. right? Or they didn't feel like they made a positive play. Yeah. How do you relate to that kid or those kids when it comes to that kind of attitude, especially if you can see it from the bench? And sometimes sure. you won't see it until after the game, right? right? Totally. Some of these kids are very good at it. But, but if you see it from the bench or even after the game, how do you address that? Well, I think you have to have the right, have the have to have the right mindset of it's a development process and we're here to get better we're not really here to win games necessarily it's yeah. not whether you win or lose it's how you win or lose 
So for the player, it's a mentality of making mistakes is, should be seen as a positive. Okay. Because if you're making mistakes, you're getting outside your comfort zone, and that should be rewarded with these players for working hard, being creative, trying new things, and also probably trying to do what you're asking. And it's a process, and it's a messy process that mm-hmm. doesn't always look clean and crisp. Yeah. So I think making sure players know that they get back to the bench, they're not going to get screamed at, they're going to get coached, and they're going to get feedback, they're going to get held accountable, but it's not going to be seen as, why are you trying to do this or anything like that. I, and also I think shaping the way they think about goals too. So many players are like, I scored, it was a great game, I didn't score, I played awful. And it's mm-hmm. more about what you're doing for your team, what you're doing with and without the puck, not just how many points you get. Yeah, even from parents' perspective, like I remember telling my son, like, I, he's like, you know, we won, but he was down, right? And I'm like, yeah, but did how did your line do? How did how did your line, not just him, right? Yeah. Like, I'm trying not to focus specifically on him. Like, how did your line do? Well, we did pretty good. We didn't give up any goals. Well, that's a positive thing. You don't have to score every time, right? I mean, sure. that's yes. Scoring is how you win games, guys. Scoring is how you win games. But in the early stages, though, that's it's not about wins and losses. It's about growth and development, is what you're saying. And you've had growth and development with a lot of kids. Some of these kids, like like we mentioned in the beginning, have signed contracts with the NHL. So how do you how do you see like? What's some of the things you're looking at that you're like, he might have a shot at some pretty decent college yeah. level? Like, how would you know? Sure. Well, I think you could say that it was a skating or just the player worked extremely hard on the ice. And I think that's even tough to say. It's like when I'm thinking of those 20 players that got drafted, each player had kind of their own signature. Mm-hmm. I can name a few off the top of my head. Shane Pinto in Ottawa had an amazing one-timer. Ronnie Adderd for Philly was just awesome on the offensive blue line. Adam Klapka was just straight up 6'8 big. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nyes in Toronto is just unbelievable on the wall. So I think you kind of get these glimpses and these samples when you watch them at 15, mm-hmm. at 16 when they're playing at a high level, and you go, okay, you know, he's using these skills, and I think these skills will transfer to the next level in the USHL. And the same conversations are being had at the NHL level when they're watching the junior leagues. Mm-hmm. And I think it's extremely tough for the professional scouts to really pick out that talent in a triple-A, double-A scenario when they're 15 and 16. Yeah. But once they move to juniors, I think they start to kind of find their groove around that first or second season. And now you're taking chances. You're making projections based off your experiences. And it's not an easy job. Well, especially as they get older, like we have parents now that we're 14 U, our team, and and the kids you're coaching currently, uh, 14 U and 8 U. Um, I think parents have this expectation of, you know, my kid's good or my kid's gonna do well or whatever. How how do you control that, or can you? Yeah, I think for a lot of parents, it's their first time going through the process. Even if they have a younger son who's maybe five or six years. Um, younger, but parents really try and look at everything like a sprint um, yeah. from the private lessons to the camps to the off season. Um, I think parents are really looking to help their kid and advocate for their child the best they know how. Mm-hmm. And I think you got to look at it like a long term marathon. 
even if the player gets past high school, they're going to play three years of junior. After their three years of junior, they're going to play four years of college. At that time, they're going to be 24 years old. Mm-hmm. So by that time, it's a good 20 years worth of hockey. And I think to sprint through every season and worry about every single detail, if my son doesn't make the top team here or wrong organization there, or he's not playing with this player, it's, it can kind of be draining for the player because it's just a lot of stress. Yeah. It's like, obviously, players are playing because they're passionate and they're having fun. So sure. I think keeping that mindset around it mm-hmm. will really help the process from a player point of view. And for the parents' perspective, it's tough because you've got to find somebody who's been through that process that you trust. As the kids get into 15 and 16 and older, do, what's your thoughts on hockey advisors? Because they're, they're kind of coming out sure. now, yeah. right, as the kids are getting older. But is, is that a good thing, bad thing? What's your thoughts? Yeah, I would say do your research on advisors because there's many different types of, of advisors out there. Mm-hmm. I think there's people that have a large following, a large group, and what they can do is they can kind of influence other teams to maybe get you drafted or into a tryout. And there's other advisors that have a buddy who's a coach and will send their players to that buddy and get a few hundred dollars back on every single kid who attends tryouts. And it's Mm. not really an advisor at all. No. Um, So I think you have to really do your research and talk to other people who have been with this company or person. Okay. Um, and really get their feedback because I have heard stories of advisors taking on clients that never watch our game. And there's other advisors that are unbelievable and will fight tooth and claw for their client. Wow. Well, I, I would hope that, I don't know, like how old do you need to be really for that kind of advisor advice, I guess? It's, it's interesting because I think it depends on what level you're playing at and what your goals are as a player. I think if you're playing at a level where you're entering the AAA prep school conversation and that's really going to increase your odds to play a decent level junior hockey, meaning Tier 1 or Tier 2 in America. I don't have much experience in Canadian leagues. Sure, sure. But I would say then maybe it's time to start doing some research um, if the player wants that, if the player really thinks that he's going to go play high school and maybe play ACHA college hockey, I really wouldn't suggest an advisor. It's somebody who wants to take this all the way, fully committed, and then it's probably time to get really serious about hockey. Yeah. And uh, you've had a lot of kids get serious about hockey, and now you're trying to, you know, help these teams that you're you're here in, in Lafayette. Real quickly, though, as far as your experience coaching with Lafayette Locomotive Hockey Club, what unique opportunities and challenges have you encountered in this current role that you're in now? Yeah, well, Lafayette's been awesome so far. I've been here for about three months, and I just got kind of put into the eight-year role. Okay. Um, the great thing about the YMCA here at Lafayette is it's just reasonably priced. So for a lot of families that have a really difficult time paying that 10000 uh maybe $30,000 worth of a season. Yeah. Lafayette's $2,000 maybe. It's okay, the we're, che- we're moving. We're moving. The cheapest program in Denver, <laughs> Lafayette, YMCA. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and I just think it gives players an opportunity to play, and that's what I'm all about. I want to help as many people as possible, and I want to make an impact for these kids that they're going to remember forever. 
Well, I mean, we're, we're obviously it's October and the weather is changing. The, the trees are yellow and red and, and, and you are starting a family. Have you started yep, a family? Four yet? month old. Congratulations. Um, what a better place than here. I mean, Vegas, hot, right? And, and it's starting <laughs> to get a little better. But when you look out there, like you guys can't see this, but when you look out through the windows here, I mean, all you see is mountains and beautiful trees and probably some decent air. And, and my wife is from Colorado, too, so I'm sure there's a little bit of bias there. But um, anything as far as the area besides uh, the hockey that you really enjoy yourself personally? The nature up here is beautiful. Um, getting outside, getting a hike in, having just that quick access to the wilderness is really cool. Um, yeah, and just the people here are super friendly. Everyone's been very welcoming and like-minded, too. I think um, the big reason I left Vegas was my dog got sick and yeah. poisoned from Roundup and 2,4-D, the wow. stuff that makes the grass green. So if you see green grass in Vegas, <laughs> it's stay, fake. stay away from it. Um, Except for my house, okay? I water it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I yeah. think here having more like-minded um, maybe leaders in the community that have tried to really eliminate that stuff was a big driver for us. And uh, I really want to talk about some of the stuff that you're offering to the kids here yeah. in the state of Colorado. and Or maybe, I don't know if you're doing summer stuff, but I'm sure you can tell me a little bit more about the Substack and the Golden Stick Hockey. Yeah, so I will be offering more camps here in Colorado this summer. Okay. And uh, I'm doing a holiday camp here as well. And my Substack's been great because it just gives me a chance to kind of get it all out there in writing um, instead of kind of rushing through a video meeting in four or five minutes. So yeah, just gives me a good chance to get in some details and kind of lets me go through some things that I've been trying to share with my players and gives them everyone an opportunity to just kind of recap some of the information. So the feedback that I've been getting from the players and parents have been really good and good. that's given me some motivation to try and keep writing and stay consistent with okay. his posts. If you guys want to get onto his Substack and read what he has to be saying, how, do, how would somebody do that? Uh, it's called Ice Hockey Insights by Nick Brusa. Oh. And uh, should find it on Substack. There's an app. There's a website. Okay. Get a newsletter. Uh, if you give me your email, you'll be on it. Ice Hockey Insights. Yes, sir. I, I like that. <laughs> I like that, man. But when it comes to the Golden Stick Hockey, w when you say you're offering holiday, when's that? What, what's so that the about? holiday camp is December 27th through 29th here in Lafayette. Okay. And the Golden Stick Hockey came from my experience in Vegas okay. playing with uh, the Golden Knights and... Just thought it told a cool, a cool story with uh, just having the golden stick yeah. and all riding on you. And, uh, yeah, thought it'd be a good name. I mean, you hear a silver stick. I even think Gretzky had a silver stick at one point. Not real silver, but, like, he played with, like, a shiny stick. He did. Um, but the golden stick is, is something different, a nice uh, twist, right? Totally. Plus, uh, kind of, you're near golden Colorado, so you might be able to play That's off of that too. a little bit, right? 100%. Or the golden leaves and all that. Coach, I do appreciate um, you coming out and, and at least giving us some time to just talk a little bit about hockey in general, what the kids are trying to go through, you as a coach trying to deal with and trying to build your brand, right? Your brand's a big thing. It's important for these kids to, to know where you're coming from as well. Uh, he coached my son, Brandon, uh, for Pee Wee. Now, Brandon had never played hockey per, uh, organized, so he had, uh, he had one house league, right? 
And so he got to deal with a lot of the stress and the anxiety and, and that of with my child. But nevertheless, he was, uh, he listened. He absolutely uh, had interest. He also, after, and I'm sure you do this now, after uh, the season's over, he sits down with the kids and he has the conversation. Where do you want to be? Where do you see yourself? So I'm going to have the same conversation with him right now. Where do you see yourself in five, ten years? Like, what's the ultimate goal for you, Nick? It's totally changed from three years ago when I was coaching the USHL. I wanted to win a Stanley Cup. And I think just having my experiences with um, my wife has been so awesome. Mm -hmm. And I think it really led us to want to have a family. And now I just want to coach my son and (laughs) just kind of spend time with them and kind of make an impact in the community okay let's let's tap the brakes a little bit he's four (laughs) months old but we've seen that commercial haven't we where he's got the six-month-old baby (laughs) and it wasn't mckinnon it was the guy from tampa bay was standing next to stamkos he's sitting there going how come he's not out on the ice (laughs) is that how it's going to be for you well it's going to be whatever he wants to do and if he doesn't want to play then i totally support that and uh i'll probably still be coaching Well, it's been a pleasure uh, with you. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you. you coming in. My pleasure. Uh, once again, if you want to hit up his subsack, go ahead and just say that one more time. Ice Hockey Insights. Okay. And also, you want to email him, email him at? nbrusa92, which is the first letter of Nick, B as in boy, R-U-S-A, 92, at gmail.com. All right, folks, this is the Vegas Ringside Rundown podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us, and this is Ron reporting, and I'm out. I'm not really out. I'm back because we got to talk a little bit about what happened over the past weekend. Wanted to get that interview out there first so everyone got a chance to listen to it. But let's talk hockey, youth hockey, that is. But before we do that, let's get our new sponsor on. Hey, sports fans, whether you're on the ice or in the field, DestinationAthlete.com is your go-to for all your sports gear needs. From customized team uniforms to the latest in sports equipment, they've got it all. And it's not just about gear. DestinationAthlete.com supports athletes in every aspect, from performance to fundraising. So, gear up for success with DestinationAthlete.com, where athletes and teams find their edge. Just go to DestinationAthlete.com. There was a lot of hockey for some of the Bantam teams and some of the Midget teams. So that's 16 new teams. So we'll report on that right now. Uh, One of the teams that actually traveled all the way, I believe out to New Hampshire, was the Vegas Junior Golden Knights 14U AA team. They ended up playing over the weekend, November 10th through the 12th. They ended up playing the Park City Ice Miners, beating them 3-1. The NC Golden Bears beating them 5-2. to two. Then they played another NC Golden Bears green team, beating them 5-2. to two. Then played a California team, the California Junior Reign, beating them 7-1. to one. And then, unfortunately, I would assume this would, would have been in the championship game, ended up losing to the Santa Clarita Flyers 1-4. to four. But once again, a great job for Vegas Junior Golden Knights 14UAA team traveling all the way to the East Coast. Uh, almost back-to-back weekends, November 3rd, 4th, 5th, uh, now November 10th, 11th, and 12th. 
They have uh, some matches coming up uh, for Thanksgiving. There's a big Thanksgiving tournament uh, up at LVIC, Las Vegas Ice Center. So if you guys are interested in come checking out some games this uh, next weekend, not this weekend, but next weekend for Thanksgiving, uh, there is a Silver Stick is the tournament. You're going to see a lot of AAA, AA teams out there. And uh, Vegas Junior Golden Knights will be there as well, along with the Las Vegas Storm, 14UAA. But good job for Vegas Junior Golden Knights. Pretty much uh, taking on quite a few new teams and beating them, and unfortunately ended up losing the uh, Santa Clarita Flyers uh, 1-4. to Las Vegas Storm, 14UAA had a bye. I guess. So, you know, we didn't have anything going on this past weekend. So that's good. But we also know that the Vegas Junior Golden Knights AAA team, so that's the 13, the 10U, excuse me, the 10, so uh, 2010, 2010 team, ended up going, man, where did they end up going? They went somewhere because they ended up playing the Northeastern Express, uh, losing to them. Oh, it looks like they played out in um, maybe Detroit. They were at the Ford Ice Center. Or was that? Yeah, it's got to be Detroit, right? Ford Ice Center? It's got to be. Anyways, they played the Nor- Northern Express, losing 1-3, to three, taking on Car Shield AAA team, losing 2-7. to seven. Then taking on the Colorado Thunderbirds 10-2010 team, AAA, beating them 2-1 to one in overtime. That's a, I think that's a great win. Uh, Colorado Thunderbirds, uh, Brandon actually ended up playing with them in the springtime. They have a really strong team. Uh, so to come out and get a 2-1 victory over the Thunderbirds is pretty awesome. Uh, they ended up taking a 4-2 victory over Colorado Rampage as well. So they played some Colorado teams out there. And then unfortunately getting, I would assume, I'm assuming here, because they are playing a bunch of games, I would assume they made it to either a semifinals or a final, uh, playing the Washington Little Capitals, AAA, twenty ten team losing zero to five. All those games, if she wasn't able to go live, which was Summer Bottenberg, if she wasn't able to go live, she definitely was able to record those games and post it on Larison Sports Broadcasting, and that's going to be on YouTube TV or not YouTube TV, but YouTube. If you go to Larison Sports Broadcasting, please subscribe to her channel. Uh, you can definitely check out not only the Vegas Junior Golden Knights 13 AAA team. You can also catch out catch up on the Varsity Bishop Gorman team as well. She does broadcast those games as well. So great job, uh, Summer, for doing that for the kids. Uh, I know a lot of them like to look at their video, and I think it helps them. I mean, coaches take that information too, and they use it to co- help coach the team in, in situa- situations that um, it's hard to explain. You really need video to see it. So make sure you're checking her out uh, at Larison Sports Broadcasting on YouTube. So Vegas Junior Golden Knights, both teams, the 14UAA and the 13AAA, um, Ended up going out of town, having a pretty good tournament. Uh, unfortunately, both coming up in the end uh, with a loss. But nevertheless, those are all games you want to see under your belt 
as progression to improve. That's the whole point. Now, if you listen to the coach Nick Brusa interview, which was right before me talking, um, he talks about, you know, parents thinking, you know, it's more of a sprint. It's not. It's a marathon. You're really not going to sprint right from the beginning of a marathon, a long marathon. And for you runners out there, I'm sure you guys understand that. It's you got to pace it out. You got to have the games, the practices under your belt. It wins, losses. Yes, of course, sure, you want to win as a parent. But at the end of the day, that's not what the coaches are really looking for. They're looking for improvement. Um, are the kids understanding the game? Is there setbacks? What are those setbacks? How do we improve upon those setbacks? And then moving forward, how do we improve the process? So don't worry about the early games, especially in this season for these teams. Um, really, you want to look for at the end of the season, how they did. Um, were they able to play in a state championship or not? And did they win it? That's the ultimate goal, right? Is trying to win and get better. So for the 13 AAA and the 14 AA, good job out there, out of town. Now, was there other games played? Uh, maybe. That's what we're going to find out right now. It looks like um, the Las Vegas Ice Warriors did not play for the Bantam ranking. Uh, and Storm A had didn't have any games on for this past weekend as well. And I believe the Las Vegas Ice Warrior B, I believe they ended up playing this past weekend. No, that was the weekend before. So, no, uh, really the only games that were being played for the Bantam level would be the Vegas Junior Golden Knights teams, the two teams they have. Overall, though, if you're looking at the My Hockey rankings right now, uh, based on um, the ratings and stuff, they've got they've got some of the teams. So you get the Vegas Las Vegas Storm AA currently in first, the Vegas Junior Golden Knights AA in second, uh, the Vegas Junior Golden Knights AAA in third, the Reno Ice Warriors A in fourth, Las Vegas Ice Warriors A in fifth, and the Las Vegas Storm A in sixth, and Las Vegas Ice Warriors B in seventh, and then the Reno Ice in eighth. So there's eight teams total in Nevada, um, but we really talk more about the Las Vegas teams, obviously not so much the Reno, uh, but the Midget Minor. So this is the 16U team. I believe Nevada, Vegas, Junior Gold Knights teams. The AAA did not have any games this weekend. Let me this past weekend. Let me just double check. Yeah, no, they did not have anything. But their AA team, I believe, did. They ended up traveling. Yeah, so they ended up playing rinks at Exter. And I'm not sure where that's at. Tritown Arena. So they were out of town for sure. Uh, they ended up playing the Tampa Bay. So we're talking about the Vegas Junior Golden Knights AA team. Uh, they are currently ranked second in Nevada, uh, 363rd in all of USA 16U, 15U all. So they had uh, four games over the past weekend. They played the Tampa Bay Crush, uh, losing 3-5. to five. They ended up playing the New Hampshire Mountain Kings, losing 1-7. to seven. Utah Junior Mustangs, losing 1-4. to four. And then Orland Park Vikings, which Orland Park is like the town over where I grew up from Tinley Park, uh, losing 
zero to four. So a tough weekend, but lessons learned. Remember, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. You got to take your time at this. But nevertheless, they did get some goals on some of these teams, but ended up losing all four games. But there again, games are important to have. You see where you're at with the team. Uh, the Las Vegas Ice Warriors, 16 you select. Uh, considered double A. I uh, don't see that they had any games this past weekend. Also, the Las Vegas Ice Warriors, 16 UA. I believe they did not have. Nope, they did not. So if we jump over to the uh, 18U team for Nevada, there was there any games? Let's find out. They have the Las Vegas Junior Golden Knights 18U AAA, and they 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 did not have any games uh, this past weekend. And the Las Vegas Ice War 18U AA team, they also had no games this past weekend. So not a big you know weekend for games. Uh, but they are coming up. Promise you that. We got the Las Vegas Silver Stick Tournament that's coming up over Thanksgiving weekend. Actually, some games are played on Thanksgiving. Uh, and that goes for most AA or AAA teams. So they'll be playing out of uh, Las Vegas High Center and the various rinks throughout Las Vegas. Uh, so if you're interested in any of those games, make sure you check it out. Um, starting Thursday, there's a lot of teams, a lot of games, a lot of people from out of town. I know the Storm team is going to be playing the Anaheim Ducks, San Diego Junior Gulls as well. Uh, Vegas Junior Golden Knights will be in that same uh, division. Uh, not in the same division. Uh, two different divisions, but they could play each other, technically, if they both won their bracket. But they they should also be in that same... Uh, they should be all interested in that same thing, the silver stick. Pretty interesting to know, though, that the Silver Stick is a tournament that you, if you win, you can actually go to the, like, they have regionals and nationals. So you could play or add another tournament to your to your season if you end up winning that um, tournament. So more to come. We'll report on that moving forward. Of course, once again, we do have one more um, sponsor we want to put in here. So let's get that in. Hockey night just got better with Marcigliano's Pizza. Imagine a pizza so good it feels like scoring a hat trick. Fresh ingredients, homemade sauce, and a crust that's just the right kind of crisp. Marcigliano's Pizza is the perfect game day companion. Whether you're celebrating a win or fueling up for the next big game, grab a slice. Or why not a whole pie at Marcigliano's Pizza, where every bite is a goal. Hey guys, if you want to get onto the podcast, reach out to us at info at VegasRinkside.com. That's info, I-N-F-O, at VegasRinkside, V-E-G-A-S-R-I-N-K-S-I-D-E dot com, C-O-M. Send us an email. Let us know. We would like to get a nutritionist actually nutritionist on the podcast. Uh, that's something that we need to work on. Uh, we have some other ideas out there. Like I said, we've got some opportunity to get a few more interviews. Uh, we'd like to get interviews out on Tuesday, preferably, and then go into our podcast on Thursday. So if you're interested in getting onto this podcast, 
email us at info at vegasringside.com. You can also reach us at the Instagram page at Vegas Ringside Rundown. That's Vegas Ringside Rundown on Instagram. We have a Facebook page that you can go to. It's actually a group page called Vegas Ringside Rundown. So you can send us a message at various places. We'll get it. We'll get you on the podcast. I look forward to seeing you. Don't forget to check us out at our website, of course, at www.vegasringside.com. That's www.vegasringside.com. So a little bit more, uh, talking a little bit more about that interview. Um, Great opportunity to meet a really nice guy. He's got a clinic coming up in the next uh, in the next month out in December in Lafayette, Colorado. If you're interested in that, please check out his website at goldenstick.com. Um, you can register for that. You can also email him, as you heard in the interview. He did give out his email. You definitely can reach out to him if you want to. If you happen to be in Colorado over the Christmas break, um, he's got a really good clinic going coming on. That's Nick Brusa. Once again, that's nbrusa at gmail.com. So in, a, I don't know, in a probably most likely in about a week, we're going to have some more games, more things going on. UNLV is playing actually this weekend, the Las Vegas Thunderbirds, uh, which is the United States Premier League um, Hockey League. Is, uh, has a three-game set up at CNA Arena. So make sure you're going to check them out. So they're going to be playing Casper Roughnecks uh, November 17th at CNA Arena at 8 p.m. They're playing a three-game set. So their second game is on Saturday at 8 p.m. again at City National Arena, uh, the Casper Roughnecks. And then... On Sunday at 3.30, you can watch your Las Vegas Thunderbirds play at City National Arena against the Casper Roughnecks. We're very proud of the Las Vegas Thunderbirds, and we support them wholeheartedly. And you can check out their website at tbirds.vegas for any of their scheduling, cool videos, post-game recaps, all that good stuff. Go check them that check them out at uh, T-Birds at Vegas dot Vegas. Other than that, uh, we got one more uh, sponsor we want to put in here. Looking for a home loan that scores as high as the top shelf goal? Check out All Western Mortgage. From finding your first home to refinancing your current one, they cover all bases. With their expert team, getting a mortgage is easier than a tap in goal. Remember. Life takes you places, and all Western Mortgage is here to make sure you have the perfect home base. Let's get you into the dream home with all Western Mortgage. I appreciate everyone that's listening. Once again, though, if you have any questions, concerns, issues, or we're just not mentioning your youth hockey team, hit us up at info at VegasRinkside.com. Once again, that's info at vegasringside.com. I appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. And once again, we'll keep them coming. Trying to get them out there on Tuesdays and Thursdays is the expectation. 
sorry we weren't able to get it out the last couple of Tuesdays and Thursdays just because we had tournaments that came up. Unfortunately, we still have other jobs. So we appreciate the feedback if we have any. And if you want to give us feedback, again, info at VegasRingside.com. This is Ron reporting live in Las Vegas. This is Vegas Ringside Rundown. Hockey 101 and the 702. Youth hockey is what we talk about. And I'm out.